Hey, what's up, Warriors? It is Jeff from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 329. Okay, no, you don't have to go broke to consider yourself prepared for any disaster, crisis, collapse, or attack. In fact, today I have a five-step plan that will help you level up your prepping plan without breaking your piggy bank. It's all coming right up, but don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes, including a handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet you can download absolutely free over at www.warriorlifepodcast.com slash 329. Now, let's go shopping. Tactical firearms training. Urban survival. Close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Jeff Anderson, Executive Director of WarriorLife.com. And look, thanks to the pandemic that is still spreading like wildfire out there, it's opened more eyes than ever about just how fragile our world is that we live in. And it's really separated the prepared from the unprepared and even the aware from the unaware. That's one of the things that preppers really pride themselves on is having their eyes wide open about what can happen and being prepared for those things when they happen. And look, with more and more people realizing their need to be better prepared for any threat they may face, preparedness supplies of all types are coming up short. And they are increasing in price like crazy. I mean, have you seen the prices of guns and ammo lately? If you can even find anything that you're looking for. Well, look, it's gonna, it's here to stay, folks. It's gonna continue long into the future. More and more eyes are being opened. There's gonna be more demand in the market and that is going to push prices up and it's gonna push resources down. And I don't know about you, but my email inbox is loaded with newsletters and promotions for all types of gadgets and gizmos that are all eye candy for me, and I'm sure for you too. There's never been a shortage of things to buy that you can shove into your gun safe or into your bug out bag. And those are going to keep coming because that that market is going to demand that suppliers come out with more stuff. It's just going to increase in price also. And there are going to still be shortages as people gobble those up. The market has increased out there because even people who are considered, who don't consider themselves preppers, so to speak, they are having their eyes open. And we are seeing this trend of the market. I'm telling you right now, it is already happening. But unless you are independently wealthy and can afford that $4,500 AR or that $13,000 bug out trailer that I've personally been slobbering over for years now, uh, most of us have to prep smarter with our money to be as ready as possible as soon as possible, because you never know when a crisis is going to strike, and not all threats give you a heads up that it's got you and your loved ones in its crosshairs. Now, unfortunately, a hefty percentage of the members that I talk to in our weekly one-on-one coaching sessions have the same underlying problem for not being as prepared as they should be. That's procrastination. Now, a lot of the time, that's because they don't know where to start or what to do next because there's so much noise out there about what they should be doing, what they should be buying, largely from so-called survival experts who are really giving bad advice or just trying to hawk some goods that are out there. But many people simply procrastinate because they're limited on funds to be able to spend on things that they may not ever even need or use And they see it as a potential waste of money. And I get it. It's hard to invest in a backyard bunker when your washing machine just gave out last week. Like mine just did, all right? 
So let me give you a simple five-step plan for leveling up that will help you keep the momentum going and save you a ton of dough at the same time. All right. All right. So step number one is knowledge is power and it's free. So stock up on it. Look, resourcefulness is always going to be your best survival gear. Most people will either be frozen in a crisis because they don't know what to do or panic and make bad choices. Now, both are dangerous to them and to you. Knowledge of what to do at that moment when a disaster or crisis strikes is always going to trump your gear, but only if you possess that knowledge. I mean, if you think about it, like a, a really good example of that is like, you know, being lost in the wilderness without a lighter to be able to make a fire isn't a problem if you know how to start a fire using your surroundings, right? Well, the same goes for any crisis that you may find yourself in. If you were struck with a long-term grid-down power failure, which is one of those five collapse triggers that I often refer to, do you know the order in which to consume the food that you already have in your home? Would you know how to adapt to the things that you need, like medical devices, water acquisition, or communicating with loved ones, if there was no power available for the things we all take for granted on a daily basis? That comes down to knowledge. It comes down to how, resor how resourceful can you be, how much, how much MacGyver can you throw at the situation if you don't have the gear available. And that just comes down to knowledge. And the key here is to study, study, study. Now, there are lots of books out there. There are videos that are out there. We work hard to focus on our daily newsletter on really valuable content to help you feel like you're getting the right information and that you're better prepared each and every day. And I hope you get the same from our weekly podcasts and from the other experts that I handpick to bring onto the show to share their own knowledge with you. The key here is you got to keep learning. You've got to become a student of the craft of survival you're going to become far less reliant on the gear itself if you do that. But hey, I love gear too. So let's talk about step number two, which is know what you really, really, really need. Now, I have been doing a lot of bug out bag reviews lately, and I'm about to start releasing some on our YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash warrior. And I can tell you that it's amazing how many preppers fall into that fantasy realm with the items that they think that they're going to need. And look, I, I'm absolutely more extreme than most people with my gear, but it's for good reason from my personal experiences and everything I own I'm trained with and I'm able to carry it and I'm able to use it for myself. So that becomes really a matter of ability for you to be able to use the stuff that you have versus what you can't and shouldn't be putting inside of your survival gear arsenal. Okay. But for most people, the reality is that you only need to worry about four primary areas for your survival plan. And that's shelter, food, water, and security. Now, there are subcategories of these areas, such as the means to be able to evacuate your home if an emergency absolutely pushed you and your family out. And this would include all elements of these four areas because it can change depending upon what phase of a survival situation that you're actually in. I talk about these in my military survival secrets uh, fast class. If you've ever attended that, you know that there are, there are different phases of a crisis and your gear and what you may need to do, your action plan is going to change based upon what phase you're in. That's not a time phase. That's really just a phase of what you're, like what phase you're at, what, what, what the crisis is throwing you into, all right? The situations that you're in. 
But these are the main areas that you need to focus on in on. So this should help you trim down the list of what you need. Again, it's shelter, food, water, and security. If you've got those things taken care of, you're pretty much all set. And step three is going to make that even easier for you. So step three is to start with where you are. Now, with so many ads that are slapping you in the face every single day, it's natural to feel like you're not prepared unless you buy absolutely everything that comes your way. So let me ease your mind by telling you that you most likely have nearly everything you need right now, even if you haven't started prepping yet, if you take a serious inventory of the items that you already have. Now, this is not a free pass to just thinking, oh, I've got... I must have everything that I need out there, so I don't need to worry about putting everything together. No. This is one of the reasons why we say that the bug out bag is such a core to everybody's survival program because it puts everything right there at your fingers for you to be able to just grab and go in any situation that you're in, no matter whether you're sheltering in place or you have to evacuate. Having this stuff around is what everybody goes through that is unaware and not prepping. It's when crisis hits and they're scrambling around like a chicken with their head cut off, trying to put everything together at the last minute or trying to figure out in the dark where the candles are or the uh, the flashlight is and things like that. Those are the unaware people out there that just know that they probably have some stuff around and they're pretty much taken care of and they'll just figure it out when it gets there. Wrong answer, folks. Wrong answer. All right. But. The good news is is that I ju- I'm just trying to ease your mind that you probably already have a lot of stuff already. It's just a matter of putting it together. For example, chances are you won't have to leave your home in a crisis. So there's no need to invest in an expensive tent or anything like that for camping out in the middle of nowhere if you're forced out of your home. If you did have to evacuate and you were able to do so in your vehicle, your car, your truck, your van, that can serve as your new shelter for the time being. You have food in your refrigerator and pantry, and there's water coming out of your faucet right now. I'm, I'm assuming that anyway. So you have those things already available. Again, it comes down, goes back to that knowledge, right? Do you know what order to eat your food that you already have to be able to make it go further? Security-wise, you may already own a gun, but if not, there are most likely other weapons of opportunity in and around your home, like kitchen knives, maybe you might have some pepper spray, a machete, or even a pole or a stick that you can use for self-protection. Is it the best? No, it's not the best, but take heart in that you probably already have some stuff that right now you can you can start to get your inventory together so that you can you know where you're at. Where's the barometer of how prepared you are in each of those four areas of shelter, food, water, and security? All right, so what you want to do is you want to go ahead and take your own inventory of those four primary areas and start making a list of all the items that you already own in each one of these areas. Now, just having this list is going to make you a lot more confident in your plan, and it's going to start you on the right path. But just be warned. Preppers have a saying that two is one and one is none, meaning that relying on one item or resource for your plan can quickly leave you with nothing If your supplies are ruined, they get lost, or even if they're taken from you by other people. Now, this is where your knowledge and resourcefulness comes back into play, or you may need to fill in some gaps, which brings us to step number four. And step number four is fill in the gaps based upon your own threat assessment and your own abilities as well. Now, sometimes knowledge isn't all you need to survive a crisis, and so you have to know where your gaps are 
based on what you might expect to experience during a disaster and what you're able to use and do with your own maybe physical abilities and things like that. All right, so for example, if you don't have any stored water available, do you have a way to manufacture clean water for you and your family if there's no more water coming out of your tap or if it's contaminated? All right, if you were forced out of your home, do you have the means to get as far away as possible, as quickly as possible? All right, is all the your food dependent on you being in your home or is it mobile enough that if you did have to leave, you can take it with you? such as some form of like survival meals? And do they have a long shelf life and are they easy to carry? All right, so go back over your list that you made in step number three, and this is where you start making your wish list of things that you might have to add to your supplies and feel like you have a solid backup to your primary items. And when it comes to acquiring those items, pay close attention here to step number five which is the final step here, and that is you want to pinch pennies as much as possible, but you need to lay a solid foundation. Now, there are lots of ways to save money on filling in those gaps and you st- and still get a bunch of gear into your arsenal. There are yard sales, for example, of people that are getting rid of outdoor equipment, things that you might use. And when you go to a yard sale or a flea market, You want to go in there and just look around and be creative. Think about how you can use certain things for survival-related purposes, all right? And really use your imagination. This is one of the most fun things that I like to do during the the summertime. And now I'm in Florida, so it's like always summertime. But there's always yard sales and flea markets. And I love just stopping in when I see one because I can go and I, I can see where other people can't see. I can see opportunities where other people can't see opportunities. And so it really comes down to how creative can you be in seeing where you, you there are opportunities there for you to either make your home better prepared or things that you can add to your survival gear that are either going to level up something you already have or are going to help fill in one of those gaps. All right, so yard sales, garage sales, flea markets are really good opportunities there. Military surplus stores oftentimes can be really expensive, but the used equipment that they have there can actually save you quite a bit. I've got, um, I think like four or five different military flak vests. So I've, I have some, some, um, some flak vests that I got like for, for next to nothing. And especially if you're in and around any sort of military base where they're getting a flood of different things in, like combat boots, uh, clothing, where they're just getting people that are either leaving the service or especially if you're around any sort of, um, a base where they do where they have basic training there there's a ton a ton of gear there because they have so many people coming in and out they're issuing so much gear and um it's like black friday every time that they open up the doors when it, it's new gear has come in so military surplus stores can be a, a real benefit for you um also buying generic versus name brand can come in handy um buying in bulk so whether that is bulk food that you can put away um buying uh, survival meals in bulk. Uh, Realized Foods has the more you buy, um, the the better the better deals that you get. Uh, food for Patriots is another company that I use, and I've I've got a ton of their food. You can buy the more you buy, the more you're going to save. So when you when you can do those kinds of things, you can go ahead and do that. Buying on subscription is another good opportunity. Realized Foods is actually a really good opportunity for that too because they have like a subscription model where you can just kind of save up. So you can kind of, instead of trying to trying to save up and do it all at once, 
you can go ahead and um, and do it on like a monthly basis based upon your own individual budget. Uh, my friend Ammo Dan uh, over at AmmoSquared.com has a subscription service for ammunition with really good prices, and it and it kind of if you're a member there. Uh, which right now, even with the ammo shortage, um, he's he's very selective about. I mean, right now, I think they're they're really focusing on those subscribers that they have, and I don't think they're allowing um, with certain calibers and not allowing people in right now. But that's why you definitely want to like watch his site because when you can get a subscription, he's keeping like prices really really good for members. It's kind of like an inner circle there, and it kind of puts him in charge of being your ammo scout. And again, you can check that over out at www.amosquared.com. A really great service. I love those guys over there. I love Ammo Dan. Um, also, looking for sales at sporting goods stores. Okay, uh, Just keeping your eye out for when do things go on sale. All right? But you have to make sure that you're building your house on a solid foundation with good quality items that are the most important items. Now, this is where I don't like to cut things short or cheap things out. All right, you've really got to have some core things that are worth the investment because you're going to need them. So, for example, if you're a contractor, right, you know that you can buy cheap tools, but you're going to keep breaking them on the job. Um, if you don't have, you know, from a survival standpoint, if you don't have a reliable means of transportation because you've been putting off fixing that whizzing or whirring that you're hearing under the hood of your hoopty. Now might be the time to do that instead of when you're forced out of your home and find yourself and your family with your thumbs out trying to hitch a ride out of the path of a Category 5 hurricane headed your way. Like, that's not a good place to be, right? So you want to make sure that you've got good transportation available if you are forced to evacuate. If you don't own a firearm, um, you can get a 22 caliber pistol or a rifle relatively cheap and you can carry a lot of 22 ammo to at least have a real equalizer to keep yourself protected. And if you are absolutely, you know, if like you absolutely won't or can't own a firearm, everyone pretty much knows I'm a huge fan of a machete as not only a self-defense weapon, which it's legal nearly everywhere out there as like a survival tool, and it is a great survival tool. There's a lot of different uses for it. So you can get a lot out of one item that has multiple uses and is a great survival weapon as well. Um, so this is going to help you save a lot of money also. And one of those areas that, that I, I don't skimp on, as many of you know, because you hear me say it over and over again, is my bug out bag. Now, you can use pretty much anything that can carry stuff to hold your supplies. All right. I've seen people using garbage bags, right? I mean, we see this all the time when people are actually like flooded out of their homes or they're forced to evacuate. They're either using luggage or they're using garbage bags or anything like that, all right? But that's, you're sacrificing a lot of the mobility and there's a lot that you are sacrificing there. So that's why preppers look at the bug out bag as being the core of your survival gear. It's kind of one of the hallmarks of what makes you prepared and what doesn't make you prepared. In fact, the government even tells you to have a survival kit, but it's how you carry that is going to be really critical because you're, you never know what phase of the disaster you're going to be in. And a garbage bag ain't always going to cut it. You're going to need your hands for, for to be able to do certain things, sometimes on a moment's notice. So the bug out bag is always going to be the core of anybody's survival gear. And, but I, I, I see people doing it wrong all the time, both from 
how they, what type of bag they're using, uh, and as well as what they're putting inside of their bag. All right. But it's even, but again, this comes back to the quality of the bag that you're using and does it fit the situation? All right. That's why I custom designed our Xbox bug up bags and I continue to improve the design as I find more ways to make it better. In any case, certain things I don't skimp on because quality really does count when it comes to foundational survival gear and resources. So you've got to really keep that in mind. All right. All right, folks. Well, that about wraps things up. So be sure to check out the cheat sheet over at warriorlifepodcast.com slash 329 and use it as a checklist to take stock in your own survival gear and your plan. And let me know what tips have helped you the most in getting your preps and plan together and still stay on a budget. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Just going over to our website where you see this podcast episode over at warriorlife.com in our podcast section. And until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.